Hello and welcome once again to Pete Cook's Jazz Corner. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about diminished chords and this will be the first uh, in a group of episodes that talks about diminished chords, diminished scales, their various uses and stuff in, in quite some detail. So in this episode, I'm going to stick to the absolute basics and talk about diminished chords. Um, the sound of diminished chords, which is the important bit after all, is uh, a kind of thing we're all very used to. If you've watched silent movies, there always seems to be a bit where there's a girl tied to a railway track with a, an oncoming train and, and diminished chords are what you tend to hear in the soundtrack at that point, something like this. so on and so on. It's a sound with which I'm sure we're all familiar. Um, diminished chords, by nature of their structure, are very often used as very smooth linking chords, um, of which a little more later. Um, I'll talk a bit about their structure. Now, way back in one of the early podcast episodes, we talked about the structure of four-note chords. And I hit you with a couple of facts there. One being that all chords have a flattened seventh, unless their name or notation tells you otherwise. Now, diminished seventh chords, which is what the formal name for the chords we're talking about now, the name of the chord tells you that it doesn't have a flat seventh. It has a diminished seventh, or if you like, a double flat seven. That's to say a C diminished seventh chord will have a B double flat, and harmonically that's an A. Uh, and in the accompanying PDF guide, I've written these chords out enharmonically, so it will be an A there. Although to be grammatically correct, we should call that note B double flat. Um, the second fact that we studied way back then was the fact that all minor chords have a flattened third and all chords with a flattened third in have minor in their title. Well, I may have mentioned back then that there's one exception and diminished seventh chords are that exception because a diminished chord diminished seventh chord. Um, we call them just diminished chords because we're hip jazz musicians. So in much the same way as we dispense with the word dominant in dominant seventh chords, we kind of dispense with the, uh, the seventh when we're talking about diminished seventh chords. We just call them diminished chords. But um, the structure of a, a diminished chord you could view as a, a diminished triad. For instance, C, E flat, G flat with the diminished seventh on the top, so that would be a B double flat. That's a kind of formal way of looking at the structure. However, I feel a much easier way to look at the structure of diminished chords, as we'll call them from now on, is that really it's a stack of minor thirds. The interval between the first two notes is a minor third, I'm sure you'll agree. Between the second and third note is another minor third, and between that note and the note above, is a minor third. Now here's the interesting bit. The interval between that note, the top note of a diminished chord, and um, the root note is a minor third. So what you can see there is that it's a completely symmetrical kind of chord really. It's, a, it's just a stack of minor thirds. And so we could go on in perpetuity. So what you'll find as a result of that is that there are only actually three diminished chords in the whole universe. There's this one, which is built on, let's say, C, for instance. 
if we invert that, same structure, starting on an E flat, so E flat diminished is the same notes as a C diminished. G flat or F, F sharp diminished, same notes. And A diminished, same notes. So really, in learning one of those chords, you've learned four chords. Now the implications of that are, are this. If you were to raise that by semitone and play a diminished chord starting on C sharp, that takes care of C sharp, E, G, and B flat. If we go up one more semitone, we'll start on D now. Now that diminished chord is gonna have the same notes for D diminished, F diminished, A flat diminished, and B diminished. Now if we go up another semitone, we've got back to where we started. That is to say E flat diminished. Same notes as we had in our original chord. So that should show you that there are really only three diminished chords to be learned, uh, which, is, which is a bonus, let's face it. Um, the sound we've covered, the they're oftentimes used as um, a kind of nice slick passing chord. Uh, let's see if I give you an example, uh, George Gershwin's Embraceable You, uh, which if I do in this key, uh, the second chord is a diminished chord, so. Embrace me, there's a diminished chord, my sweet embraceable you. Um, the other way that diminished chords are quite often used is as a substitute for a dominant seven flat nine chord. Um, if that is something you don't understand at present, don't worry, over the course of the next few podcasts, I hope to cover all the stuff that will stop that being a mystery to you. But I'll give you an example of what I mean. If we take something like a kind of vamped already sequence. Um, the second chord in that is, is a diminished chord. So. And I'm sure you can see what I mean about that being a slick passing chord because what it enables us to do is to have a chromatically ascending bass line there. C, C sharp diminished, D minor seventh, G seventh. We'll cover that in some detail in the next podcast I do on the subject of diminished chords. But for the moment, that's kind of where I'd like to leave it. So. Until the next time, keep it swinging.